Hello, welcome to PMM Insight, a plastics machinery and manufacturing podcast. This is an episode of PMM in person, where we talk to the most interesting players in the plastics industry. I am your host, Ron Shen, editor of PMM. Today, my guest is Matt Seaholm, Chief Executive Officer of the Plastics Industry Association. We're talking about the ongoing global negotiations to manage plastic pollution. The talks began last November in Uruguay with the support of about 175 countries. The second session was held at the end of May at the United Nations offices in Paris. More than 1,700 diplomats and observers attended that session. Round three is scheduled for Nairobi beginning November the 13th. A total of five sessions are planned. Plastics is representing its members and the U.S. plastics industry in the talks. So, Matt, what is the ultimate goal of the U.N.'s global plastic negotiations? Sure, Ron. Thanks for having me. Uh, You know, it depends on who you talk to. I think there's uh, really a a spectrum of of answers to that question. I I will speak for the plastics industry and what we would like to see uh, come out of these negotiations. Uh, A set of international standards and goals uh, is good. Uh, we should be ambitious. We should be trying to to eliminate plastic from the environment. And when this uh, process originally started out, that was really the primary target, is elimination of plastic from the environment. Uh, Unfortunately, as we've seen it, uh, I guess, progress through the process, we've really seen it morph into much more about how do we reduce the production of plastic throughout the world. Uh, That's not something we believe is necessarily a sustainable approach uh, to environmentalism and certainly doesn't necessarily result in less plastic being uh, found in the environment. So our goals are about keeping plastic out of the environment and in the economy. So we'll see. Uh, I think uh, that the next discussions in Nairobi are coming from a, a much more uh, detailed uh, reaction to to, to policy. Uh, and I think what comes out of Nairobi will really tell us where this is ultimately going to end up. So, so why is this process important to the U.S. plastics industry? Well, I think, uh, especially when you're thinking about uh, plastic in the oceans, um, oceans don't have borders. Uh, this is a global issue. The The U.S. plastics industry is part of a global plastics industry, uh, and we should be thinking about it internationally. Uh, regardless of what we do here in the United States from a sustainability or recycling standpoint, uh, we need to make sure that the waste management systems in uh, in developing nations are keeping up. Um, it's been well documented that the vast majority, in fact, more than 90% of plastic going into the oceans comes from 10 river systems in Southeast Asia and Africa. You can toss in uh, Central America into that mix now as well. Uh, and it's it's pretty obvious where plastic enters the environment uh, and it's where waste management systems have just not kept up. Uh, that's going to be an important part of this this process as well as establishing goals for, for not just the industry and the manufacturing component of it, um, but also the users of plastic uh, to use more recycled content uh, and to just generate less waste. So what is the role of the Plastics Industry Association? What role are you playing in the, pro- in the process? 
Well, we are one of many stakeholders that uh, are making sure our voice is heard and most importantly, the, the voices of our members. So as an American-based organization, our primary responsibility is to communicate with the U.S. government uh, and make sure they have all of the necessary information that they need uh, as they're discussing with other uh, counterparts around the world um, through the, the, through the uh, International Negotiating Committee. So much of our engagement is really with the United States government. Uh, but as we go to these uh, INC meetings, it, it does present opportunities to talk with uh, representatives from other countries, and we certainly do that. Does the Plastics Industry Association have some key points it wants included in the final agreement? Yeah, I think uh, the, the the biggest thing that I, I think this process can really create is uh, some international standards and goals. Uh, I think it's really the best um, the, the best place for the uh, international agreement um, to be helpful uh, in getting all of the countries, all of the regions on the same page. I think there's a lot that can be done with data. Uh, the transparency of, of data is really going to be helpful for uh, hitting those targets, hitting those goals. Um, I think in addition, there can be some, some recognition of uh, some best practices. Uh, one of the things we've offered up is a program that uh, that the Plastics Industry Association has created and that we run uh, in conjunction with our partners at the American Chemistry Council called Operation Clean Sweep. Uh, this is about keeping pre-production plastic out of the environment. This is something that the industry has done on itself uh, on its own uh, and will continue to to grow it. Uh, but I think it's an important part of of these discussions, and we're going to highlight it when we're there in Nairobi in November. It seems like there are a lot of organizations participating that do not necessarily have the same goals in mind as we do. Is it going to be possible to come to some sort of consensus? Well, we certainly hope so. Um, this process and any UN process uh, has always been about gaining consensus. It hasn't been about uh, a majority vote being the ultimate determinant of what the entire world has to uh, has to do. So uh, we're certainly hopeful. There's a reason we're participating in this. If we didn't believe in it and didn't feel like it was important, we wouldn't be there. Uh, but we want to see uh, something get done that we can support, uh, but also achieves a, a lot of the objectives that uh, I, I think everybody is, is looking to achieve, and that is keep plastic out of the environment. And that's something as an industry we wholeheartedly support. Are there any uh, sort of major players who are not participating in the talks? Um, I'm not aware of, of any major players who should be there who are not there. Uh, I would always encourage anybody who who is um, a, a significant user of plastic, uh, certainly manufacturers um, who you know we represent, but um, anybody who does care about uh, keeping plastic out of the environment, I would encourage them to at least keep their finger on the pulse. Uh, but uh, I know not everybody can can fly to Nairobi, Kenya, um, you know, to uh, to participate. But that doesn't mean uh, there aren't a lot of opportunities to 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 weigh in and and work through associations to provide uh, significant input. Uh, will Will plastics attend the the final three meetings? 
Uh, so uh, certainly uh, the next two, um, I guess the the one coming up in November is in Nairobi and uh, the one in April is in Calgary, Canada. Uh, the final one is in Seoul, South Korea. Uh, it's a little bit too far out to know the uh, the travel schedule at this point, but we're going to remain uh, involved in this process to the absolute end of it. And there is always the possibility that uh, consensus is not garnered by next, um, you know, next fall uh, when uh, when the process is scheduled to be wrapped up. So we'll see. Maybe it gets extended for another session or uh, ends up trickling into the, the uh, into 2025. What gives you optimism that a, an agreement will be uh, reached? Well, I think the optimism for me comes from the, the fact that um, those who are uh, looking to keep plastic out of the environment are on all sides. Uh, and that includes the industry. So if we can focus on our shared goals of putting plastic in the economy and keeping it out of the environment, I think there are a lot of things that can be done to encourage uh, the use of recycled content, to expand recycling infrastructure, um, and to really stimulate and grow some of the promising technologies um, that we're seeing greatly increasing the uh, the, the capability of, of recycling plastic. So the, I, I do have optimism that that things can be achieved through this process, um, but everybody's got to come to the same table. Um, we can't be uh, sitting at different tables and hoping to have uh, consensus reached that way. Has there been any discussion up to this point about uh, an eventual uh, uh, way that the the whatever the negotiations, the final product, the treaty, if you if that's what it will be called, any way that it can be enforced? Well, the original goal was to create a legally binding instrument. So um, I think everybody is is looking at this not as uh, you know a piece of paper, but as a, a an instrument that can be agreed to by the respective uh, governments. Um, whether it's a treaty, uh, I don't know if that's what it will ultimately be called. I think it's more likely to be something um, shy of a treaty. Uh, if for no other reason than the the hoops and hurdles that a treaty has to go through to get ratified, especially here in the United States. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there can't be agreements uh, reached that our government can sign on to uh, to to help achieve these international goals of of reducing plastic uh, in our environment. Will, will this process playing out on the international stage result in any changes to recycling or sustainability goals in the U.S., regardless of the global agreement? Uh, you know what? We'll see. Um, I guess here in the United States, we're certainly more advanced in our, our waste management system and even recycling than you know many of the countries that are, are participating. Uh, not so much uh, the European Union, um, where they have uh, a more robust and and um, I would say mature recycling system, but here in the United States, you know, this is something that we've really spent a lot of time advocating for, and actually just launched a, a new initiative last month called "Recycling Is Real." Um, what this is all about is is showing that recycling can and does happen. It's both feasible and economical, 
Um, and I, I'd encourage your listeners to go to recyclingisreal.com to see the videos. These are companies and these are people around the United States who are, are actually doing the recycling. Uh, it's really something we're proud of, um, but most importantly, we're proud of the people that are doing it. So uh, I, I think, again, establishing some international goals when it comes to recycling uh, is absolutely something that this process should include. Uh, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll certainly hope to be able to support it. I've uh, been to the uh, Recycling is Real website, and it's really uh, some interesting things there. I hope people take your advice and, and go check it out. So, well, well, thank you, Matt. I believe we now have a, a better understanding of the global talks and why it matters to the U.S. plastics industry. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of PMM in Person. Thanks to Associate Editor Marvin Brown for editing this podcast. You can always find our podcast and the latest information about the worldwide plastics industry on our website, www.plasticsmachinerymanufacturing.com, and on social media. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, and please tell a friend or colleague who would enjoy the show. This podcast is produced by Plastics Machinery and Manufacturing, an Endeavor business media brand.